Player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 347 of the two-player co-op podcast. As always, I'm one of host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. Uh, we doing? Fantastic. Good to have you back, sir. If this is the first time you're ever seeing, hearing, or listening to us, this is the two-player co-op podcast. We're just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure to like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends, family, and everyone in betwixt. If you only listen on audio services, that's cool too. Just leave a five-star review, thumbs up, or whatever your service allows. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op, where we got a lot of different benefits and tiers. But the most popular is the $5 tier, where you can watch us record the podcast live on YouTube as we are doing right now, even when remote. You also get the podcast live one day early on YouTube if you missed the live recording, and you get access to a bonus episode every month. Got to do that next week, Sean. But those are our most popular tiers, and some of our patrons deserve a shout out, just like our patron saint, the man with a bar named after him, Mr. John Tingley, as well as our affiliates, Derek Bamford, James Soler. Make sure you check out James Games and more on YouTube, Sarah Soler, and Mom. Also, our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, Dustin Downs, and Chris Peralta. Also, make sure you check out PS Rewind on YouTube as well. <laughs> if you like cool t-shirts and the like, you can go to this really old address that I think still works. Well, I know it works because I ordered something there. Called Teespring. Called The link is teespring.com slash stores slash two player co-op. Sean, my brother from my mother, you are back. What's up? I am back. How was the cruise? Also, I hate you. You know, it was fun. Um, uh, it was just a four-night cruise. Um, I've been on like 11, 12-night cruises. Those Dang. are probably a bit long. <clears throat> Four was too short. Um, yeah. I feel like seven is like kind of the sweet spot. Um like usually at the end of a cruise, I'm either like, I'm ready to go home or like, oh man, that sucks. And this time it was like, I mean, it sucked, but it was also like, I don't know. Like I never even got used to being on the boat. I'm like, this thing just started and now it's done already. It was did a very have, strange feeling. And I mean, did you just have like done, one stop? Yeah. One stop. We okay. went to Nassau, Bahamas, um, yeah, it was a good time. Um, did some karaoke. Oh yeah, you got to show uh, me that video still. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so the first night, uh, Brittany and I did shallow. Nice. Uh, no video of that, unfortunately. Um, second night, uh, it was '90s night, so I had all these hopes and dreams of you know I had all these like '90s songs that I was ready to do karaoke like, for. I want it that way. <laughs> and then everybody started going up and doing karaoke of like not 90 songs which i'm like okay well you guys you could have at least stayed on theme but whatever <laughs> and then these two guys go up there and all of a sudden i like hear the i mean i don't remember how it goes but the don't 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 it was really oh, this man is as crazy as he say he is then we're in trouble and i'm like you're like no way oh my god are they doing rap <laughs> so i'm like ready to like rock out with these guys i'm like right up front so i'm like ready to they sucked i don't know why there was two of them one of them did almost nothing and the guy that was trying to do it couldn't do it and he had the lyrics in front of him 
Well, that I'm doesn't the audience with, just with that song. Everything. It doesn't really mean much. You have to have it memorized. <laughs> Some well, yeah, of the audience doing the whole thing. And just I was. What's the saying? A few sheets to the wind or whatever. Yes. Um, I was feeling good. And Brittany had never seen me go full. <laughs> Brittany seen me do like real slim shady and lose yourself and, you know, the classics. She hasn't seen me do rap God yet. So I'm like, whatever, I'm feeling good. So I'm just you know, doing the whole thing from memory. And uh, the two guys that are like run the karaoke, they're on the the last time we did the Joker's cruise. They do like, I think they're from Staten Island. Like, I think they know the guys or something, but uh, they're a lot of fun. But one of the guys, uh, I guess, saw me and it was all the way. It was into the third, basically the beginning of the third verse. And he just comes over and just... <laughs> hands me a microphone into the crowd because I think he could see that the guys on stage were, they were struggling. struggling. So I just yeah. I just kept going from the crowd and everybody's looking at me like what what is going on right now? But so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I do have a video of that. Um then I kind of felt bad. So I'm like, I wasn't trying to like upstage these guys. I'm just, you just like, like yeah, the song. The song. Yeah. I'm gonna go along with it. And then I mean I didn't ask for a microphone. Um but it was fun. Um Joey Fatone the uh, fat one in sync fame was on the boat he was last time too he's good friends with them so he did care right. he did you know and sync he did backstreet boys i think he did i want it that way oh my god um ryan cabrera do you know him yeah didn't isn't that who had, like alexa bliss married or no yeah? yeah okay so he had one really just one song on the way down what was it beautiful or something oh on the way down, on the way down, I saw you and you saved me from myself and I won't forget on the, the way, way down. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, he was like a late addition. I don't know if he was a late addition or just like a late announcement, but I think it was the morning of the cruise and they announced like, Hey, by the way, Ryan Corbert is going to be on the boat. I guess he's like a DJ now or something. Um, so like, Oh, that's cool. And then I was like, I wonder if Alexa bliss is going to be on the boat. That would be cool. And then I started looking into it. And that's why when Jason texted the other day, I was like, uh, no, she had a baby uh, two months ago. Well, thank <laughs> that's you very why much. I knew that because I had just looked that up. I was like, I knew oh, she had one recently, on but yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was cool. He did. He sang on the way down. Um, he was DJing the last night and I was up front and he's like, you know, asking like, all right, guys, uh, I can't remember what he was playing at the time, but he's like, all right, do you want me to go some like, you know, 90s like R&B stuff or do you want me to go more like emo? And I'm like, emo. And he looked at me, he's like, OK. And so he started doing he was doing. Yeah, it was like Blink, nice. Fallout Boy, Avril Lavigne, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, it was a good time. Um, every time I go on a cruise, I just realize that like. That's just what I want my life to be. Mm-hmm. Not that that's that outrageous of a thing to say, but I'm like, yeah, I'm the happiest I ever am when I'm on a cruise. Just all you can eat, all you can drink. In back in the day, I feel like cruises were like a big thing. And so I always felt obligated to just do everything I can and not waste any time. And now I'm like, no. I'm going to just do whatever I want. And if that's nothing, then I'm going to do nothing. And if I want to do something, I'm going to do something. But it's just much more just relaxed and chill now. And um, But I think Brittany and I were saying this will probably be for a long time 
the last cruise that we do without kids right. because by the time we go again which will probably be you know next year sometime maddie will probably be old enough she'll be as old as kira was when we cruised with her a year and a half ago or whatever a little over a year ago i guess um and so we'll probably try going with both of them and then that's it and then it's just it's with the kids yeah until they're adults or they realize they don't like cruises but like i don't know i feel like this is probably the last one without kids for the foreseeable future so um but yeah it was fun not long enough but had a good time now i've got the uh huey lewis and gwyneth paltrow song cruising stuck in my head that is a great karaoke great. song oh Brittany and i were trying to think of other um duets it's but no yeah, that's shallow but it's and that no. that movie was about karaoke Remember, I can't remember what it was I never called. Saw it. Jess and I saw it, I think, but I just remember they played the hell out of that song when that when that movie came out. That song was all over the radio. That's one of those songs that, like, I feel like I know, but if I tried to do karaoke, I would just be like, Baby, trying, I'd just be looking at the words, trying to figure it out. Like, I know the chorus, but like, other than that, I feel like I would be struggling. Don't be concerned the way yeah, see, is I don't think I'd be able to do that. I see that's the thing. I know her part probably better than his. So I think <laughs> right. I would be struggling with that. Yeah. I love that song. Oh God, I wish I could remember what the hell that name. I think it it wasn't called karaoke, but it was a movie about karaoke. John, I, I could, this is one of those things where John Tingley's gonna hit the chat here in a minute and be like, Oh yeah, it was this. I feel like it's about Hope floats. Hope floats. Holy shit. How did you come up with that? that? But you're right. No, that's a that's like with Natalie Portman or something. Or Britney <laughs> Spears. It's one of those. <laughs> but it probably came out around the same time. I feel like it was 20 years ago. I feel like that was like 04. But yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Well, I do love it when we're cruising. We need to go on a cruise together again. It's been too long. Um, yeah, I was talking with Jess uh, sun Saturday. At, uh, briefly gymnastics. at Gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that. We were talking about getting everybody, like getting mom and dad to go. Oh yeah, she did tell but me. But I'm like, time. I don't know. I feel like dad wouldn't want to go, and I feel like mom would maybe want to go, but she wouldn't want to. She would just be complaining about the heat. She would never want to leave her room. <laughs> but I mean, there's plenty of stuff you can do inside on a cruise ship. But then, like, there's all this food, but she would just want like grilled non-seasoned chicken breast and big ziti every night like i feel like so much of a cruise would be lost on both of them yeah and like i said dad might not even want to go i don't know but yeah it would be cool to get everybody together the movie was duets and it came out in 2000 duets is a 2000 american road trip film co-produced and directed by bruce paltrow and written by john byrom the motion picture features an ensemble cast with Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow, Huey Lewis, Paul Giamatti, Maria Bello, Angie Dickinson, Scott Speedman, and Andre Brower, among others. Andre died. You know, it's funny. He just, just died, recently. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not what I was going to say. It was funny. No, definitely uh, not. <laughs> uh, James will go with us. Hell yeah, two player co op. <laughs> Rent out the boat. <laughs> two player co op cruise. Book it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I've had an idea for a karaoke bar called Duets. Okay. And the way it would work is, let's say, cruising. It's probably more for like single people or people 
who aren't single but don't have somebody that wants to sing with them. But like you just be like, hey, I want it's almost like karaoke meets Tinder, where I could be like, I want to sing cruising. And Swipe right for female cruising. there. If a female there happens to say, Hey, I'm a girl and I want to do cruising, say, like, Hey, we have a match, Sean, and I'll say Brittany so I don't get in trouble, get yep. up on this day, you know, and then they just like I think that would be cool. But you need a lot of people otherwise. I mean, you probably never match unless you have a right a big crowd but i right. thought that'd be fun i like it i like it the Nobody other thing that idea or if you do give me a cut yeah i used to have an idea that i wanted to open up a bar back when i still drank and it was just going to be called the warehouse and every night that it was open at midnight we would play warehouse by dave matthews and i just that was the only idea i had but I was like, <laughs> that'd be cool oh <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I do like cruising. The other thing I like is PlayStation breaking their silence for F's sake. Finally, thank God it's happening. This was just announced today. Uh, we're recording this Monday. This video is going live Wednesday, the day of the very next PlayStation State of Play. Thank you, God. Um, we're not going to do a whole big prediction thing, but I just kind of wanted to talk about it here for a minute. Um, Sony said it's going to be 40 minutes long. There will be, I think they said over 15 games, which is the stupid, I, I hate when people do this. Like, so 16 is what you mean. Like, why not just Probably. say 16 games? Or or it could also mean 35, and it's just stupid. Um, the only games they've announced are Stellar Blade and Rise of the Ronin are going to kind of get deep dives, I guess. Uh, but they will say, they, they did say it will include PS5 and PSVR 2 games for 2024 and beyond. Mm -hmm. It would have to be for Beyond if there's going to be anything first party because all we know is Wolverine, except for the other stuff that linked. Linked, not linked. <clears throat> Zelda's Zelda's Belder. Um, the funny thing is, before this broke, I was doing the rundown this morning and I had written it down in the wrap up that there were rumors that it's supposed to be coming this week. But I was like, why would I even write this? Because every time we do this, nothing ends up happening. Um, yeah. Then it did. So I took it out of the wrap up and we're talking about it here. So the one thing I did hear or hear read Eurogamer was saying it was coming. And there were rumors saying that death stranding two is going to be there as well as silent hill two and probably concord. One of the, you know, games as a service shooters. I don't care anything about that. Obviously death stranding two. I care about Sean, you weren't here last week, but this uh, French website that I guess upon more, uh, inspection is really good about leaks in the past they've said that death stranding 2 is going to be revealed the the full name of it and more of the game and everything in the next two weeks that would line up that this is going to be at the state of play and the game is going to be called death stranding 2 on the beach i hope that's not actually the name of the game because that just sounds stupid there's no way i don't know i mean i i don't know it, it's it's just a little too on the nose i think um and i still don't know what the heck that game is actually going to be but i do I'm not going to say I think Death Stranding 2 is going to be there. I hope it's going to be there. Silent Hill 2 Remake. We haven't seen anything from it, right? I don't think. I'm other trying to think back to that happening. Silent Hill. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to that big Silent Hill presentation from I don't know, a year and a half. I don't know. That was a long time ago. I was going to say like two years ago, probably. Um, yeah, I don't think we've seen anything other than just, hey, it's happening. <laughs> I'm kind of I've never played a Silent Hill Me game, either. but I think in this new generation, 
I mean, the closest would be PT, I guess. But like in this new generation, I feel like it could be really good because those are true survival horror. Like emphasis on you the might, horror. You might get like I don't know, <laughs> 20 bullets and I'm probably yeah. exaggerating, but like you don't kill many things in that game. Like it's a last resort. Like you don't find much ammo. At least that's my understanding. I could be way wrong. And maybe every game from the series is different but i would be curious about that i think there's not much to be looking forward to right now yeah i would be that would definitely be on my on my radar but yeah we'll see the other question of course i have <laughs> is if metal gear solid delta is going to be there um but then my brain goes, well, if Death Stranding 2 is going to be there, Metal Gear Solid Delta won't. But at some point, I got to stop. I got to get out of that mindset because, I mean, Kojima's talking about Konami. He's like, yeah, whatever. We're fine now. Like, who cares? It's all good. Um, and it, at some point, they're they're both going to be there, you know, at some kind of a show. Um, right. <clears throat> I, I really do think that Death Stranding 2, the more I think about it, it's going to be there. I'm pretty sure. Now, th this is what I was going to say. And I'm already doing it. We should all go into this with zero expectations and zero hype. Because the last time... I pretty much am. My yeah. hopes are like... I, I'm not... I have no expectations for this whatsoever. I will probably still come away disappointed. Maybe not disappointed because it's almost impossible to be. But I will come away from this meh non -plus. best, yeah. I think. <clears throat> I really want to see... I'm curious about Rise of the Ronin. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about it in that I don't really care too much about it right now, but I'm curious, can they get me to care about it? Because right now I don't really, and I really want to, because again, there's not much else coming right now for PlayStation. So that's the one that I'm like, I hope this looks good and it grabs me. But as of right now, I'm like, I don't know how much I really care about it. Yeah, and when I think of Rise of the Ronin... <laughs> I don't know if in my head I'm picturing Rise of the Ronin or if I'm picturing Black Myth Wukong because yeah, I, I don't uh, Black Myth Wukong, I think, has a lot more of the fantastical elements in it. Rise of the Ronin, I think maybe it was mostly black and white, but there was some color or something. I, I, I can't remember. And then Stellar Blade, everybody's just obsessed with the main character because she's got a big old booty and stuff. Um, But I'm not really into that game like as it sits now, because it just seems like, oh, it's Bayonetta, but for PlayStation. Like, well, I, I never played Bayonetta. Basically. I've never really cared to. Um, the other thing I'm wondering. Oh, I did start playing this today, but it was just for a minute, so I don't have anything to say. Black Myth has a monkey. You're right. It's it's yes, that is correct. Or a gorilla or something. Um, I wonder when we're going to hear about Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 2. And I say that because I did finally plug in Master Collection today. I started Metal Gear Solid 1 for like 20 minutes, and it was just just going through those opening codec calls and everything was just amazing. Um, one weird thing about it, I did not remember this. <clears throat> Rise of the Ronin has a human with a sword and a gun. Oh, I don't remember a gun. That's crazy. I was going to say I don't either, but Met that I just I don't really know much <laughs> about this. Metal Gear Solid 1, this tells you how long it's been since I played it. It's only like this on one, not two and three. I thought for a second that the Master Collection just did this overall and I was going to be really pissed off. Metal Gear Solid 1 
the confirm button is like how it used to be in Japan. Circle confirms, X goes back. Like Nintendo with A confirming and B going back. Well, I don't like that. I don't like it. I'm like, that's how it was in the original. I, I checked online. Everybody's like, that's how it was on PS1. So they're trying to keep it authentic. And I'm like, yeah, but it's been 25 years. Let, let's just not do that. Um, Japan switched Weird. a few years ago to to be like us with, you know, X confirming and circle backing out. But um, I wonder when we hear about Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 2. Really, all I care about with that is that 4 is in it. And I think it will be. I think it'll finally be playable on something other than PS3. But um, Sean, you joked about it in the Discord. Half-Life Alex, they mentioned PSVR 2. I just want to be excited about something for VR. Like yeah. Alex would do it. Um, a new, what do you call it? Astro. Uh, Astrobot would do it. Something that I've never heard of would do it. Oh, what's the one game that uh, the RPG game that was getting like rave reviews? A oh, yeah. Ago? Uh, Asgard's Wrath. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yep. that. Um, so I don't know. I just hope there's something. I'm not, I don't really think we'll get Alex, but like, I want to say it's now or never, but that could always happen. I mean, as far as this year goes for my draft. Kind of feels now or never. Yeah. Like they're specifically calling out PSVR two games, games. So it should be more than one. Uh, yeah, and, and I do uh, again. I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up. I do like that they're not giving up on it. At least not yet. I mean, it hasn't even been a year. So thank you for not giving up on it. Um, but yeah, I don't. Half Life Alex. It's been four years. It came out in March Seriously? of 2020. Yeah, right as COVID hit. Holy crap! Yep. So it's been almost four years. I mean, come on, man. Like, let's do it. But I'm, I'm not getting, again, not getting my hopes up for anything. Death Stranding 2 is the only thing I have my hopes up for. And that's really just because I hope it's coming out this year. And I'd like to know what the name is and try to figure out, are we delivering stuff? Or are we just going full Metal Gear in this one? Which kind of seems like we're going to be going full Metal Gear, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll go over everything that was covered in it and we will go from there. Sean, you and I both got a platinum this week. Have you played anything else? Uh, I did a little more <laughs> of Nobody Saves the World. Okay. Did you get I'm the platinum? Inching close. Not yet, but I'm making my way. This game, more than any game I can think of, New Game Plus is challenging. Hmm. It is not easier. It is very much harder than the first than the normal playthrough yeah um you have to it's kind of hard to explain if you haven't played the game but um basically there's all these like little dungeons and they all i think all of them even in the original playthrough right? have yeah and they all have like <clears throat> um different i don't know effects like statuses last longer or enemies do more damage or your ranged attacks don't do any damage or you can only do ranged attacks and all these things and they just kind of go over the top with that in new game plus so like all these dungeons have just like crazy uh i don't know what you want to call those but like effects going on and yeah some of the levels i've been struggling with but i usually it's just usually about finding 
the right character to use and what kind of abilities to have equipped to counteract the effects that they have and stuff like that. So I'll definitely get the platinum. Um, and then at some point, whenever they fix, <laughs> what do you call it? Um, Sea of Stars or the other one? Blasphemous? The other one. The no, uh, Path of Exile or something. Oh, Power Wash. Duh. Power Wash. Once they fix that, <laughs> I get that platinum. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Last Faith, when they add Last New Game Faith, Plus, I got to go back and get that. At some point, I got to go do Sea of Stars. Um, also, this other game that I just happened to see on Twitter, I'm like, well, I'm going to play that. Have you heard of Dark Light? Mm -mm. It's like a... I'll send it to you. Um, it's just another... It looks very similar to... It's another Metroidvania that's like Soulsborne-ish. It looks very... Whatever I just said. Last Faith and Blasphemous okay. kind of thing. Um, that comes out like tomorrow, I think. So okay. I'm probably going to pick that up at some point. But I'm also like, I need to, st I need to finish Nobody Saves the World. I could probably get the Platinum in another few hours maybe so i don't really want to get a new game until i've had a chance to finish that um but yeah uh that's all i played besides uh what do you call it prince of persia prince of persia yeah this does look cool it seems like it came out on steam in 2020 and people seem to really like it sweet okay yeah um so yeah prince of persia we have now both beaten and platinum the game um, I did just put up a video today on our channel, a little bit different than what we normally do, but I thought it'd be fun. Just the, the hardest thing in the game is this platforming challenge called the impossible climb. It is very aptly named, um, just kind of a little guide slash making fun of myself video. Um, and so I put that up. You guys can check that out if you want to. Um, so Sean, we got a lot of my thoughts last week. I've got more stuff I want to say, but we haven't gotten your thoughts yet. Cause you were on the cruise. What do you think of Prince of Persia so far, the game of the year, obviously? Um, Prince of Persia yep. Lost Crown. Uh, I really loved it. Um, I agree with what I think it was you or maybe James. Or you probably both. Well, no, I guess James hadn't really played it, so it must have right. been you. Um, the graphics aren't great. Like, probably could have been a PS3 game, like you said. But it's also, like the stuff going on in the background like it's beautiful taken as a whole but like exactly when you get down to the nitty-gritty it's like that doesn't look that good but just the presentation i thought was beautiful um i think the controls are like perfect mm -hmm. um and like i was telling you earlier it reminds me a lot of oh yeah hollow knight um the gameplay the platforming but also just like the controls i think hollow knight there's something about hollow knight that just the jumps and the double jumps and the wall jumps and the dashes and the air dashes and the this and that it's just like like you don't ha it's not like uh uh what is it celeste where there's like these super well there's some precise platforming but it's like you just kind of learn how to move in the game and you can just get anywhere you want to really quick and you just it just feels uh, very natural. I don't know how to say it, but that's kind of what this reminded me of with some of the platforming or just the, the feel of the platforming, I guess. Then some of the platforming parts, which usually um, would just result in a Xerxes coin. It, they were pretty challenging, but they were still fun, very uh, rewarding. 
I'm just glad you didn't need all the Xerxes coins. I will say that because there's a couple that I marked them on my map. Like I tried them for about 10, 15 minutes and I was like, nope, nope. I'm just going to mark it on the map. If I don't need all these things, I'm not doing it. I, so I did not yeah. 100% the game, but I did get the platinum. Yeah, I think my percent was like 95 or 96. So I got pretty far. The only thing I think I was probably missing were some of the just random like lore collectibles and stuff. Um but yeah, I got everything. I mean, I got the platinum. I got everything I needed for the platinum. Um, but yeah, it's... I really, really liked it. And what was cool is... I feel like it's not... I love indie games. Uh, sometimes, maybe more mm -hmm. often than AAA games. It's nice to see an indie game... I mean, a Metroidvania game, Metroid aside, done by like a triple a studio like it not yeah. just like yep because i think they nailed it and i think they did some cool things that haven't really been done before and it's cool like i loved blasphemous blasphemous 2 last faith hollow knight like i love all these games but like chasm. other than metroid yeah chasm other than metroid dread um and then you probably have to go back to like, I would say Symphony of the Night, but I guess technically some of the Game Boy Advance games. But like, we don't get too many AAA Metroidvania games anymore. Yeah, like even Bloodstained, and, you know, I mean, that was basically Symphony of the Night 2, but Iga's not a right. Konami anymore. He just did it himself. So, yeah. So I thought that was cool. It was a nice kind of twist. It's probably my favorite genre of game. I mean, there's some that just don't really work for me, but in general, I like, if not love, most Metroidvania games. So it was cool to see, you know, a triple A version of one. And yep. yeah, I thought they I thought they nailed it. Um, I don't really have anything. I, I would be hard pressed to think of something negative to say about it. I don't I just really, really enjoyed it. I I don't I can't even it's hard to nitpick it, honestly. I don't think it's going to end up being my game of the year. I think it will fare. I mean, I love Dead Space last year. And by the end of the year, I was like, eh, it was okay. I don't think that's going to happen with this. I would be shocked if this fell out of my like top five. Um, I'm guessing when all is said and done, Rebirth will probably be my game of the year because I'm going to, I'm just not going to fully count Thousand Year Door. But I still can't wait for that. Right. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see this being top five, maybe top three when all is said and done. Plucky Squire is probably going to be way up there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I absolutely adored it. I hope we get more, like, more of this. Like, give us Lost Crown too. Like, I hope Ubisoft doesn't just abandon this like they did Immortals. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I absolutely loved it. Definitely gave me Hollow Knight vibes. I like they did a lot with the combat where it's not just like square, 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 square. Combat is awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um the I was telling you I was missing one of the Athra surges or whatever. The one I was missing was the one that you get by doing all those tutorial things. So that was like oh, okay. one of the last things I did in the game. And I learned so oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Like some of the combos and like the dash and attack thing. There's like stuff that I never used at all. I'm like, oh, yep. that probably could have come in helpful. 
sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. I like the, like I said last week, the story is kind of insane, but I like, I didn't really care about the lore stuff as I was picking it up, but the overall story and all the cutscenes and mm-hmm. everything I was actually really invested in. Um, the bosses were insane, especially like the last couple that you fight. The the last one was just bonkers. Um, and I like the ending. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything here, but I like the the way it ended. I kind of saw it coming. If You know what I mean? Like the end of the final mm-hmm. fight, I kind of saw that coming. But then I like what they did with the, the post credit scene. I was like, oh. That's kind of cool. So now it's kind of like those credits took a long time to yes, get through. And yes. As I'm like, even when you're speeding it up, I feel like it took seven or eight minutes. I'm like, but I, I there found be it, something at the end of this. So yeah. that was a nice little treat. Well, I found out that, you know, because it said like hold X to to speed them up. You could hold circle and just get out of them. I found that out myself. So that oh, was nice. Well, I didn't um, know that. But I like how it's like, okay, now we can kind of going forward, they they can kind of make amends for past wrongs you know what i mean with, with the post credit scene yeah. i like that i like how it also leaves it open that they can do another one because you know yeah. you know I, I don't know that they will i hope i hope this game sells like crazy is, it, it is, probably won't but is prince of persia as a franchise kind of like final fantasy like are they all different stories is there anything that other than just kind of the world the whatever like the, are any of these games really related or are they all just different stories set in that kind of mythology or whatever you want to say so this i think i read that this is kind of a reboot but so like the initial games they were kind of like flashback and stuff you know they were like cinematic platformers back on like the amiga and stuff and 16-bit consoles but then when they did the sands of time trilogy those were all connected and i wrote down every time i hear sands of time i think of three doors down really kryptonite Somewhere in the sands of time. Oh, yeah, duh. Okay. But this this is kind of a reboot. There's actually the piece of lore that you get from doing that impossible climb. Have you read anything about the main character? And this this bit of lore? I'll I'll tell you offline. Uh, But it's really cool. I'm like, oh, I should have read that one. Um, Yeah, I didn't really read any of them. The, the the thing with this that I was really noticing as I was like doing all my cleanup stuff before I went to fight the final boss was that even just going around the map and fast traveling and like looking at maps to see where I might have missed like the heart containers and stuff like this. I was like, <clears throat> I noticed that I was completely losing track of time when I was playing this game. There was a couple nights where I was, it's like I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, my God, it's like 1130. I have to go to bed. I got to work tomorrow. But I, I just couldn't stop yeah. playing it. And I said, it's almost like I was stuck in the sands of time, if you will. I was going to make a, yeah. Ha! Beat you um, to it. That's one minor complaint, I would say, is I wish the map, <laughs> there were some things that I missed on the map where it shows it on the map as if I had been there, but I never really went there. There might be like yes. a ledge and yep. I got kind of close and it was like enough <laughs> to color it in on the map or whatever, but I never actually went up there. Yep. And then when I was going back and doing some of the stuff I missed, 
there'd be like I don't know a, maybe uh what are the like the pieces of the 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 what's the word the um soma petals the ingots uh, the things like the thirty something <laughs> things you have to find and you keep going oh to that the room sand jars yeah those things where you yeah. just hey I went up on that ledge and there was one um by the way that was very hollow knight esque in hollow knight you've got all these grubs you have to find and save and every time there's like this main room where every time you save one they go back there and every time you rescue a new one you go back there and they like give you stuff and sometimes okay. it's just the currency of the game or sometimes it's the equivalent of a heart piece or it's like a new the the amulets you can wear and how you can get more slots for them that's hollow knight like so I thought that whole thing was very Hollow Knight. Um, but yeah, I would go up there, and it's not like it was something I couldn't do. It's like you just go up on like a ledge, and there's a vase there, a jar or whatever to break. And so on the map, it would look like I had been there, but I hadn't. I probably got close, but I didn't actually go up there because I didn't have the fabric or the double, or the double jump, jump or yep. whatever. And so I'm like, yeah, I wish the map was a little more... A little more accurate. I don't know yeah but i mean i'm i'm really being nitpicky with that but that was the only thing that kind of bothered me one thing i didn't say last week but i was happy about and the more i think about it i think most metroidvanias are like this but i like that there's no fall damage in this i'm pretty sure just about every yeah. metroidvania there's probably no fall damage but like there's sometimes when i'm falling from the top of one of these platforming sections all the way down to the bottom i'm like i'm so glad that i don't have to worry about dashing right before i hit the floor or something like that i, I just really like that um yeah yeah this game's fantastic i i have no complaints about it i'm i'm so i think the metacritic score is completely justified if i were to score this it'd probably be a nine or above like i just think it was i think it was I, yeah i'd give it a nine easy yeah I mean, it's it's so good. Um, I wish I would have known. I mean, I don't. I'm happy to pay for this game. I wish I would have known that the reviews were going to come out so early because I would have tried for review codes way earlier than I did. Um, but yeah, so happy. Easily my game of the year so far. Will it end up that way? Only if they really screw up Final Fantasy would be my guess. And who who knows what else is coming? Maybe we get a new 3D Mario. Um, whatever. But yeah, fantastic way to start 2024. Sands of Time, or no, what's it called? The Lost Crown is fantastic. If you like Metroidvanias, check it out. It's on everything. Yes, Sean. Whether it's this year or not, if or when um, Silk Song officially gets a release date. It's freaking better because I picked it number one again. Will you go back and try Hollow Knight <laughs> or are you just like, man, whatever. I'll play Silk Song, but I'm not going to do Hollow Knight. No, I'm honestly Like, will thinking... that finally get you... I'm honestly thinking about going back and playing it now because I'm like, okay. yeah, I could play the master collection, but I, 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 I've i got the master collection more because I just want to have it. I don't want to, I want to be able to play those games whenever I want to. And now I can, you know what I mean? Like right. I don't need to go play one, two and three and get the platinums and all this. I don't need to do that, especially because now the platinum in three is so much more difficult because you got to do the, uh, you know, European extreme and get the Foxhound rank, which is, it, it's like just impossible. I thought the trophy list for the first one for the actual, for the PS3 version of Metal Gear Solid three was tough enough. Um, but now you add the Foxhound rank on top of it. I'm like, yeah, I might not be able to do that. I've never actually played through it on European extreme. So we'll see, but I'm like, I do have to have something yeah. to play. Cause there's, 
I'm not gonna I'm not getting hell divers. Um I'll probably try foam stars. That might be a, a fun little let's play that we do. Um yeah. like I don't know of anything else that's coming out until rebirth on leap day, and that's still a month away. So I'm like yeah, maybe I should go back and just play it with a guide so I don't get lost, so I know where to go and just see what I can do. And then if if I'm just getting my ass handed to me, then I just say the hell with it. But I don't know. No, I I'm definitely... Don't immediately go to a guide. Like, okay. you will feel lost. And I know it's kind of cliche, but that's kind of the, the point. point. Like, yeah. it's not... I don't think it takes away from anything. And it makes, when you find the map for a particular section, it just makes it right that much more worth it i don't know but yeah if it gets to the point where like i'm so law like if you just can't do it then yeah i guess yeah play with a guide rather than just giving up entirely but um it'll be a while before it's not harder than like bloodborne there's some difficult bosses and some crazy platforming but most of those all the crazy platforming is all optional okay and the worst bosses are also optional like obviously i'm not going to go into it trying to get the platinum i already know that that ain't happening no god no um did you get it? you got it though right or no i did i got it like the day before i got my ps5 i think oh wow or the day okay. before i was supposed to get it so probably two days before i actually got it but yeah yeah that was like my ps4 oh yeah that was your swan song swan that's right song. Yep. yeah yep um one other thing I'll be really light on spoilers here. Did you notice the the blue person was mentioned in the ending? When they're talking about all the characters. And I was like, wait a minute. So I went online and people were like, oh yeah, what the heck? And it seems like there was some cut content. Like when you do the constellation stuff, you know? Yeah. Two out of the four, one of them you start right next to. Two yeah. of the other three have bosses and the other one didn't. A lot of people are thinking that the blue person yeah. was supposed to be a boss fight there, but they just ran out of time or something. Ubisoft hasn't confirmed any of this, but the blue person was mentioned in the ending, uh, you know, their their fate, and we never saw that in the game. So I was like, that's weird. And then I went online, everybody was talking about it. So I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't just huh. notice this. But yeah, I never really thought about it, but okay. That's yeah, interesting. Yep. All right, Shawnee. Let's get to the news of the week. There's not much, but I feel like we're going to be talking about this first report a lot until this is finally announced. Um, but let's get right into it. Bloomberg had a report over the last few days that the Nintendo Switch 2 is coming, obviously, and it's going to have an 8-inch screen, but it's going to be LCD, not OLED, and people are mad. This comes from IGN. The Nintendo Switch 2 has an 8-inch LCD screen, according to a fresh report. Bloomberg cites Omdia analyst Hiroshi Hayasi, who specializes in the display market. In its report that the unannounced Switch successor console has an 8-inch LCD screen and launches later this year. For context, the standard Switch has a 6.2-inch screen on the diagonal, and the OLED has a 7-inch screen. Last year, VGC said Nintendo was set to release its next-gen console during the second half of 2024 with dev kits in the hands of partner studios. According to the website, which has a strong track record of reporting unannounced information, the next-gen console can be used in portable mode like the Nintendo Switch and has an LCD screen as opposed to an OLED screen in order to keep costs down. It also reportedly comes with a cartridge slot for physical games. Whew. 
Reports that Nintendo has gone with an LCD screen for the Switch 2 have disappointed some fans who had hoped for an OLED, given Nintendo released an OLED version of the original Switch console. However, Nintendo may repeat the trick with the Switch 2, releasing an OLED model further down the line. Earlier this year, another analyst predicted the Switch 2 would launch priced at $400, with games bumped up to $70. I think both of those are probably 100% correct. A key question remains, is the Switch 2 backwards compatible? That is to say, will it play original Switch games, either physically or digitally? Nintendo of America boss Doug Bowser has refused to be drawn in on Switch 2 rumors, but pointed out the pointed to the Nintendo account as a constant during the inevitable quote-unquote transition. Quote, our goal is to minimize the dip you typically see in the last year of one cycle and the beginning of another. I can't speak to the possible features of a new platform, but the Nintendo account is a strong basis for having that communication as we make the transition, end quote. We don't know when Nintendo will show off its new console, but we may get some hints in the company's customary February Direct, which is typically used to set the table for the new year. In the meantime, the Switch continues to chug along with a Paper Mario Thousand Year Door Thousand Year Door HD remaster Tharsand. and a new print. Huh? Thousand? Is that what I said? Thousand. And a new Princess Peach game among the releases on the docket. Sean, Switch to eight-inch screen. That's awesome. LCD screen, not as awesome. Coming out this year, I feel like we're starting to get. We're, we're not to the level that we were with the NX when it comes to rumors and speculation and reports. But I'm glad that we're starting to slowly get more and more reports. It's like my hype level is now starting to get up. Again, it's going to depend on what software is there and if it's only available on the new hardware and all that. But what do you think about this latest Switch 2 report? What do you think about the uh, LCD screen, not OLED? I don't really care about the LCD versus OLED. I honestly don't really play my Switch in handheld mode very much anyway i'm still i'm excited because i always like the idea of a new console new toy and to some extent yeah to some extent it's even more so with nintendo because nintendo tries new things as opposed to just here's another box that has better graphics kind of thing so i'm excited to hear more about it but i'm also just i don't know I don't have a good feeling about this. Like, I'm sure Nintendo will learn from its mistakes, but like, why do we need this? Like, Tears of the Kingdom, while not the most graphically impressive games, just what they were able to do in that game was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, I, again, I, nor anybody, does not play... I don't think they're switch because of the crazy graphics. Right. Look at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like I just, I don't know what this is going to offer other than, Hey, that next Zelda game, you better buy the new switch. If you want to play it, the new Mario game, you better buy the new switch. So other than that, and just what I'm guessing, and, and maybe not even, maybe these games will still be available on OG switch, but I just, I'm, curious to see what they can do to make people think they really need this because as of right now i don't like you said it's the games yeah. if the games aren't that i'm not just gonna buy this just because i need the newest thing like i don't know that a new mario game does it for me honestly i mean i loved mario 64 back in the day i liked 
Galaxy a lot. I never played Galaxy 2. I loved Odyssey. And then I kind of fell off that. Like, I think, I think I'm to the point now where unless a new 3D Mario game does something real different. Like, if it's just Odyssey 2, I don't need that right away. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know when I would get this unless they do something that really, like, blows my mind. And maybe I won't. Maybe when they do to switch to OLED in a few years, maybe I can't imagine I'll wait that long. But like, right? I don't know. I'm excited to see stuff come out, but like as of right now, it kind of just sounds like it's a bigger, more powerful switch, which I don't really need. So I don't know. Yeah, the LCD doesn't really worry me because I'm the same as you. Like, I don't travel for work. I don't go anywhere that I take my switch with me and play it on the go if i'm playing my switch 99 percent of the time i'm docked so i don't really care yeah. what the screen is um so yeah it, it is funny to think though i've only gotten two consoles at launch in the history of me in this medium like the first one was the switch partly because of this youtube channel slash podcast but also because I was so over the moon for Breath of the Wild. And then PS4, right. I didn't get at launch. I got that for Christmas, you know, a month after it came out. I got PS5 at launch because I just I just had to have it. But those are the only two consoles I've ever got at launch. And I don't know about the Switch 2. I want to think that I'm going to want to get it at launch. launch. I hope I will. But yeah, there's, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's not going to... Now, if Metroid Prime 4 is there at launch somehow... That would be that would be the killer app for sure. And a new Mario, a new 3D Mario. Uh, again, I prefer my Mario's to be 2D. But if there's something new, or my God, if they do Galaxy Three, I'm probably there day one because I didn't play Galaxy until I got the 3D All Stars Collection, and I fell in love with that game. It's easily my favorite 3D Mario, and it's not even close. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But the LCD to me, it doesn't bother me, especially especially if it can keep the cost down, you know, 50 bucks or whatever it would be compared to doing the OLED screen. Um, I'm fine with that. I like that the screen's bigger. I will say though, <clears throat> I had never seen an OLED switch until one time at Target, you know, we were walking around and we were back by the electronics section and I saw they had a they had a regular switch, I think a switch light and an OLED switch on display. And looking at the OLED next to the regular switch, I was like, holy crap. It looks good. I was like, okay. I saw somebody with one I get at it. the airport. And yeah. I was like, it was the first I'd seen, you know, in person. And I'm like, it does look nice. I mean, the OLED definitely makes a big difference. But yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of coming from somebody and to somebody that bought a PS5 VR, PS5 VR, PSVR 2. Even if it's, it's not going to be a new Zelda game, or at least not a 3D Zelda game. No. And if it's a 2D Zelda game, it's going to come out on the regular Switch too. Yes. Regular Switch also. Also. So, yeah, maybe it's Metroid Prime 4. Maybe it's a new Mario, uh, 3D Mario. Maybe it's both, but like, if it's one or the other... I'd rather I justify paying $470, I mean, $500 after taxes to play one game. Right. And obviously there will be more games coming, but I'm like, and I just, I don't know. I can see myself 
waiting on it unless it's something and you probably got to buy another I don't know. A, a pro controller 2 or whatever that'll be for 70 yeah bucks. probably <clears throat> yeah i don't know yeah we'll see i'm Give glad we're finally maker 3 <laughs> oh my might god do it. if they i'd be there day one but I, I would feel like they would have to put that out on the regular switch also so i don't know yeah I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The the whole backwards compatibility thing is crazy too. Hopefully they like, do the right thing. I think but. I'm just I think I'm more no, I know that I'm more excited about learning about it than I am yeah. playing it and like getting it. Like I'm just curious to see what it is that they yep. do. I'm not so much excited about getting it and having it and playing it. I just kind of want to see what it is. So yeah, the lead up to a new console launch is almost better than the actual launch of the console. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> That's our only report on the switch for now. I'm sure we'll get more as the time goes on the next and final item on the news list. This comes from VGC. Microsoft's head of gaming has confirmed that 1900 staff will be laid off across Activision, Blizzard, Bethesda, and Xbox. In a message sent to staff obtained by IGN, Spencer said Microsoft would provide, quote, full support to those who are impacted during the transition, including severance benefits informed by local employment laws, end quote. I love the word impacted because when I was going through my own job stuff that luckily didn't end up affecting me, even though it was supposed to, impacted was the word they always used. And I was just like, it's like synergy. It's like one of these corporate speak words impacted just it makes me roll my eyes so hard when i see that i'm like you're talking about people's lives and you're talking about impact it's a lot more than an impact yeah. according to the executive the decision has been made after microsoft and abk's leadership teams quote set priorities identified areas of overlap which i underlined and ensured that we're all aligned on the very best opportunities for growth end quote Alongside the layoff news, Blizzard president Mike Ibarra has confirmed he's decided to leave the company. Alan Adham, or Adam, or I don't know how you say his name, Blizzard's chief design officer, is also leaving the company, reports The Verge. Blizzard's previously announced survival game, which was being held by Ubisoft's former Far Cry boss, Dan Hay, has also been canceled as part of these changes. The layoffs come just three months after Microsoft completed its $69 billion acquisition of Call of Duty owner Activision Blizzard. The reason I under I underlined that whole identified areas of overlap thing is this was going to happen. You, you can't, like Microsoft is such a ginormous company. And even if you just take the Xbox division, there are so many, how many executives do you need? Like Bobby Kotick's gone. There's a lot of reasons he should have been gone. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, even if Bobby Kotick wasn't what he was, whoever was the head of Activision was probably going to be gone. Um, now the head of Blizzard is yeah. gone. We we did find out later today that Joanna Ferries, who is the former general manager of the Call of Duty brand, is taking over at Blizzard. Um, I guess she also had some uh, high up role within the NFL, which was interesting, um, but she's taking over mm. Blizzard. Um, apparently the... You know, Blizzard's game, this survival game that they've been working on that was canceled has been in development for six freaking years. I'm like, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, And over 5,000 employees have already lost their jobs so far in 2024. And we are not even at the end of January. So that sucks. Um, Not a lot to talk about here, but as much as this sucks, everybody that works at Activision Blizzard King 
I, I think they should have been rooting like we don't actually want Microsoft to take over because this was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was inevitable. So any thoughts on this, Sean? It sucks, but I don't really know that there's a lot more to add other than this was. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. Nineteen hundred people. That's mm-hmm. insane. Um, It sucks. Hands down. No ifs, ands or buts about it. And it's definitely not the time to use this as any kind of like haha xbox you guys suck whatever however this is 100 percent because of that acquisition if yes. they didn't do that of course. these 1900 yep. people would still have their job like that sucks so and 1900 people like i could understand it would still suck but i could understand a couple hundred like that also kind of seems like a lot, but 1,900 people, that's ridiculous. But yep. Well, and right after this was announced, I think it coincided with Microsoft becoming the first company to be worth $3 trillion, and they went up to that amount after these layoffs were announced, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, wow, okay, well, good for you. You're worth $3 trillion now, and you just, you just effed up the lives of 1,900 different people, but... Yeah. All right, Sean, let's get to the wrap up. Speaking of sad, bad news, Embracer has, uh, it was just reported today that they have canceled a new Deus Ex game that was two years into development. Also, uh, IDOS Montreal was working on this game and now they are experiencing layoffs of 100 employees and they did confirm that today as well. So this just keeps happening. Colin did say something that's interesting. Um, And I don't know that we could ever, I mean, you would have to just scrub LinkedIn. I don't know how you could ever figure this out, but like how many people out of these, you know, I can't remember what the number was last year, but just call it like 10,000 people or something lost their jobs in gaming. How many, what, what was the actual net? And I do wonder that as well. Like, yes, you lost your job, but then did you move from Naughty Dog to Activision or, you know, Blizzard to I don't even know ninja theory. I I don't know. Like, I wonder how many of those people, like I I have to assume most of those people found jobs. They might not be in gaming, but I don't know. That is something to wonder about. Yeah. Uh, her horizon forbidden West, the complete edition is announced that it is coming to PC on March 21st for 60 bucks. It's going to have, you know, the, the burning shores, DLC, bunch of extras, all this other stuff. Um, it is being ported by Nixes in collaboration with Gorilla. Uh, so Nixes, of course, that's what they were brought in to do is port games to PC. And I think we all knew this was going to be coming. Uh, it will have an unlocked frame rate. It will have ultra wide support and it will utilize DLSS upscaling as well. Uh, the Microsoft store, it popped up this week. The visions of mana was being called a day one game pass game. And I was like, oh, I like that. I have an Xbox. I have no reason to play it, but this would be a reason to play it. If I could just play this game for quote unquote free, I'm a hundred percent in. I'm looking forward to this game. And if I don't have to pay 60 bucks for it, sweet. Where, where are you at on visions of yeah. Mana? Are you in? Um, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I never play. I mean, I haven't played any, not even the remake, remaster, whatever. Like, I haven't played anything since the Super Nintendo one, and I liked it a lot. Um, 
So I don't know. This is one that since it's on Game Pass, I don't know. Maybe it'll show up on PS Plus at some point. It's definitely like a wait and see and hopefully wait for it to be free kind of thing. But yeah. I'm intrigued, I guess. Uh, Apple has announced that they are opening up the App Store to game streaming services, which means things like Xbox Cloud Streaming and GeForce Now, which were previously only available via Safari, which is just insane, will now be able to have their own apps, which is great because Apple should not be able to say, no, you can't do this. I mean, I get it. It's their platform and stuff, but it's just so weird to say, no, you have to use you have to use your browser on your iPhone to be able to stream games. It's weird, but that's stupid. Uh, this just happened today, which is just th- this game is so effed. I-, I can't even put it into words how effed it is. Uh, so the early access for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League happened today. Um, but then Rocksteady had to take it down after an hour because for some people, the game was just auto completing. It just okay, you've beat the game now. I don't know if that means that like they were seeing the ending cutscene and stuff, or if it was just registering that you've beat the game so you can't like play it. I I don't know, but it is just amazing to me how how incredibly screwed up this game is, um, and it's not even out yet. Um, I don't even know. Poor, poor Rocksteady. I, I just, I can't even, I can't even believe that this is a thing. But it is. Um, let's see. The original director of Final Fantasy VI has said that it would actually take 20 years to remake that game. It would take a lot longer than even remaking Final Fantasy VII, which I think is kind of crazy. I do want to play through the original now that I like turn-based games. Um, I think that might be a little ambitious. He's saying it would take 20 years, so I don't know if that would be like five games as opposed to three games or something, but um, I just thought that was funny to read, that it would take 20 years to remake six. Uh, Striking Distance, which is the studio behind Callisto Protocol, is working on a brand new unannounced Unreal Engine 5 game. It was announced. Also, just as a reminder, Glenn Schofield left about a year ago after Callisto Protocol completely bombed. So I don't know who the head of it is, but maybe it's a good thing that he left. I don't know. I mean, I know he's the the mind behind the original Dead Space, but it's interesting that they're sticking around and trying to make a new game. So we'll see what comes of that. Uh, Nintendo has confirmed that 3DS and Wii U online play servers will be shut down officially on April 8th. I think originally they had just said sometime in April they'll go down, but now we have an actual date. Uh, For some reason, it looks like Until Dawn is getting a re-release on PS5 and PC. PC I get because it was not on PC before. I assumed it was, but apparently it's not. This game does not need a friggin' PS5 remaster. What are we doing? Yeah, it's weird. Nope. Never except for this game does anybody say until. It's always until. But nobody says until dawn. It's until dawn. Until dawn. Yeah. I've never said the word until, until, until I heard this game. Well, now until doesn't even sound, now it doesn't even sound like a real word. <laughs> uh, Splatoon 3, their side order DLC containing a new single player campaign is coming out next month. I can't believe that game's still getting DLC. Good on Nintendo. I, I couldn't care less about that game, but good on them. Uh, Nintendo, it was announced, will be streaming a Zelda concert on YouTube in the first week of February, I believe. So that's pretty cool. Also, uh, Koji Kondo is being inducted into the Dice Hall of Fame as he should be. It's like that man is one of the most brilliant minds that's ever existed in video games. He came up with the most memorable soundtracks that we all know by heart, even if you weren't even alive when those games came out. 
Uh, it was announced Hogwarts Legacy. I saw this is up to 24 million copies sold. So good job with the boycott, everybody. You nailed it. Uh, a lot of people hated the first Mortal Kombat movie. I actually liked it. I think people were way too hard on it. I know it didn't have actual tournament in it, but I thought it was I thought it was pretty damn decent. But Mortal Kombat 2, it was announced by Carl Urban, has finished filming. And he's Johnny Cage. It's not The Miz. Feel bad for The Miz. But I think Carl Urban makes more. Carl Urban can at least He'll, act, unlike The Miz. Yeah. Um, it was also announced that Deadpool 3 is finished filming. So that is going to be crazy. I think that's supposed to be out this I summer. Like, I feel like that just started. Like, I'm shocked they've already finished yeah. filming. I don't know, it just seems like they just started filming and then they had the whole strike. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that that's already done filming, but uh it was announced that the planned Final Fantasy 14 TV show has been canceled and I was like they were making a Final Fantasy 14 TV show. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't remember hearing that. <sighs> Uh, a couple more items here. F099 is adding secret tracks and private lobbies. I forgot this was even a thing. I wonder if people are still playing this. I guess they are. Um, but also a few days ago was the five-year anniversary from when Nintendo announced that Metroid Prime 4 was being completely rebooted and restarted from scratch. Kind of leads into our earlier discussion about the Switch 2. It's been five years. What are we doing? Oh. I would have guessed five years since it was announced. It's been five years since they announced that they were restarting it. Yep. That's insane. Yep. Crazy. Well, I mean, they officially announced it in 2017. And then, yeah, it was early 2019 when they said, yeah, sorry, we're starting over. <laughs> like, what? what the hell? Wow. Oh, man. Well. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 347 of the two-player co-op podcast. Sean, good to have you back. Glad you're here. Excited for the PlayStation State of Play, although I probably shouldn't be. We'll be here to talk about it next week. But until that time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing. Until that time. Until. Dawn. Until. Dawn. 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 Log. That's going to be fun for me to try to cut the end of that podcast. I don't know why I just kept talking, <laughs> idiot. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Keep it going. I hope this is still part of the podcast. Yeah, it might be. You never know. Just cut it now. <laughs>